1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. So the final weeks of 2021 are upon us. Can you run us through the months of this last year and how you would define and describe what just happened? Sure, can. And it, it almost seems like it was a few weeks ago we were talking about 2021 and what it's going to be like. And it was an absolutely incredible year for Toronto real estate. And and by that, you know, like the, the momentum just kept going throughout the year. So it started off really hot. We were up, uh, you know, about 50% in sales for January, and that just continued. So January, we did almost 7,000 sales. February was almost 11,000 sales. March was 15,600. April, 13,600. And it just continued through through the spring, May, 12,000 sales, June, 11,000 sales, July, just over 9,000 sales. August was 8,500 sales. And and just when you thought it was time for the market to slow down, it picked up again. And you know, September, we had 9,000 sales. October, 9,800 sales. November, 9,000 sales. And that contributed. Now, we, we don't have the final numbers for December yet, but that contributed to 115,716 sales. And where does that put us in historically in the, the, the years for real estate that were the hottest years? That puts us as the number one year, and we haven't even tallied the December results yet. Unbelievable. And that's from an outsider. So for you, was 2021 the year you expected in terms of real estate? I think 2021 surprised a lot of people. 2020. That uh, was an up and down year. There was nothing typical about that year. And 2021, we probably expected to be in the top two or three years, but we didn't expect it to become the hottest year. And what was the number one thing we were hearing throughout 2021? Lack of inventory. There's no inventory. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. Lack I passed the test. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when you look at 115,000, over 115,000 sales, Obviously, there was inventory to support that number of sales. Now, what about in terms of the variety of properties out there? Did you see an increase in single-family homes or condos? What were your observations in regards to the types of properties that were selling this year? Single-family homes, definitely, because the, the trend from 2020 continued through 2021, where people wanted more space. They wanted more land. They wanted the different areas in their homes that they could have a home office or have their kids school from the office, entertainment areas, recreational areas. And and that contributed to people looking to upsize and move into larger homes. People hadn't seen their family, their parents, their grandparents in all of 2020. They wanted to make sure that doesn't happen again. So you saw a lot of people moving in together building basement apartments or, uh, you know, in-law suites inside their homes. So the trend continued for larger homes and people moving in together uh, was also a big thing for 2021. And that contributed to the increase in average price. So it's not that the average price went up that much per se. It was a shift in the mix. 
And when you're talking about larger home selling, the values are higher. And if they're outselling condos or um, attached homes like townhouses, semi-detached homes, you're going to start to see the average price climb just because of the shift in the mix. And let's talk about that average price for those various properties. So when we ended 2020 with an average price of $929,636, people thought, this is crazy. It's not sustainable. This is going to drop. We had a lot of people that were thinking, I'm just going to sell my house because it's at a high right now and I'm going to wait. The important thing for people to understand is this is not like the stock market where once things start to to get out of hand, you sell and then you buy back later on at a cheaper price. This is the housing market and the housing market does not act like the stock market. So uh, the average price, January 1st, 2021 was $929,636. At the end of November, the year-to-date average price was $1,092,212. So you're looking at a very significant $170,000 almost uh, price increase for average price. Now, again, the main contributor to that was the shift in the mix and more expensive homes selling or outselling condos and townhouses. But at the same time, that's a significant chunk of money that if you thought you could wait and get into the market, that could be your deposit that is now gone. Now, over this last year as well, you talked about the condo market. Has it bounced back fully, do you think? It has, and mainly because there's not much to purchase out there, especially for first-time buyers. If you don't have the bank of mom and dad supporting you or, or if you're struggling with uh, you know, where, where to get into the market and you want to stay within the city core or you want to stay within the greater Toronto area, a condo is probably your best option. And we saw the condo market bounce back just because of that. People needed a place to call home and they were getting into the condo market to get their foot into the door and uh, build equity and then eventually move into a house afterwards. Is there a type of property then that isn't growing, that isn't seeing that increase in price? Right now there's not because, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen uh, crazy prices on bungalows. Bungalows have always been in demand. The bungalows also are built on a larger footprint. So there's more land associated with bungalows. So people are buying these bungalows. If they wanted a, a two-story home or a, you know, a, a larger home, they could actually tear the bungalow down and, and build on top of it. It's everything selling right now. And it's because of our, our very critical levels of supply. We have less than one month of supply pretty much right across the GTA. And that's a very scary stat. So if you would pick one word or one phrase to describe the real estate market of 2021, how would you do it? I would say resilient. Uh, you know, there was a lot of people uh, throwing dirt at it. There was a lot of times where you would expect the market to slow down or even crash, but it just kept on going. And that shows you the type of demand that's out there in the greater Toronto area. People want to own their home. They want to live in a property. And What we also were faced with this year was as people, as as investors that had properties that were renting them out, saw the price appreciating, they took advantage of that and sold their properties. So there was a lot of renters that were put out of their homes that they had been renting, and now they were competing for properties to rent. So that drove the rental market up as well to the point where some renters looked at it and said, well, at this price, 
Hmm. It's cheaper for me to purchase. Yeah, that just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And I'm sure you've never seen yeah. that sort of bidding war in the rental market, have you? No, and, and it wasn't $50 or $100 more that people were asking or, or offering during these bidding wars. We were, we're talking four or $500 more than the asking price that renters were willing to pay because they did not have maybe the down payment. Uh, they did not want to get into homeownership at that time. So they were ready and willing to pay more for their rental place than they probably would have two, three years ago. All right. Well, after the break, 2022 is just around the corner. What does it have in store in terms of real estate? Stick around to find out. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. We have a special guest joining us today, Phil Soper, President and CEO of Royal Page and Bridgemark Real Estate Services. Phil, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be on. Phil, there's uh, a lot of chatter about what's going to happen in 2022 and uh, you just released a report this week about what's going to take place in 2022 for Canada and specifically the Toronto and GTA areas. Tell us a little bit about your report. Well, it's going to be another bustling year in Canadian real estate with hyper-focus on people's, people's homes. We, we do believe that there will be some moderation from the the, the the craziness, the irrational exuberance that we saw in uh, towards the end of 2020 and through much of uh, 2021. As we finish uh, 2021, home prices uh, in Richmond Hill, Markham, uh, the GTA in general, were up almost 20% year over year. We expect in 2022, Home prices will rise again, but only by 10%. Now, that's a big number, but compared to 20, it will provide some much-needed relief. And Phil, can you take us through the the major cities across the country and what's expected to happen there? Yeah, Toronto's going to, the greater Toronto area is going to outpace the country with uh, Vancouver, sliding in in second place. Overall, nationally, by the way, we think prices will rise at 10.5% in uh, 2022. Uh, Toronto is slightly above that. Uh, Vancouver right on the number. Then we get to uh, Victoria, Ottawa, um, Montreal, uh, Halifax. They're all slightly sliding, but in that near 10% range, and then when you get to um, the western cities uh, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, you're looking at, at much more moderate home price increases. Uh, Calgary, we expect uh, prices up 6% year over year. So, and, and that's actually an improvement. Uh, they've had a, a tough goal that over the last five years, very different real estate market than in southern Ontario. And those are actually pretty healthy numbers because we've always said, you know, eight to 10% is a healthy increase once you start getting into the 
15, 18, 20%. That's not a healthy increase in terms of price appreciation. So we're starting to head back to those healthy price appreciation uh, figures. And uh, how how is the lack of housing supply going to play into this next year, Phil? Yeah, if you, if you look at the last 50 years, Canada, Canadian home prices have risen between 5 and 6%. So I, I put a stake in the ground and say that's normal. It's it hasn't been the case for much of this decade, but uh, you know when you're when you're looking at ten percent, you're you're running at about twice the normal rate. Now, that's a national number. If you look at the hyper growth areas like the Golden Horseshoe of Ontario, prices have risen a little little faster than that. On the on the supply question, we simply don't have enough homes in Canada for our growing population. Part of it is demographics. Uh, Our largest population cohort, the millennials, there's uh, over 10 million, almost 11 million of them are, you know, setting their own sites. They're buying homes in large numbers. They're they're leaving their parents' homes and that's creating a demand for, for property because people are living longer. It's not like they can, they can take over the baby boomers' homes Baby boomers are still transact, uh, transacting real estate uh, a long way from, uh, you know, checking into the old folks' homes. So just demographically, there's demand. And on top of that, we are the most successful nation on earth in terms of economic growth through immigration. So there's lots of pressures on our housing supply, and uh, we're just not keeping up. And how do you expect the housing market to perform over the winter season? Do you think that buyers are going to take a bit of a break? It, it's always slower, but previous to the, the winter of 2021, last winter, it, it was a significant break. I mean, it was our real estate professionals in the country, you know, finally take vacation typically in the late November through January time period but not last winter. And, and we see the same thing happening this year, even in recreational property, a cottage country where you, you get people traipsing through snow on, on uh, unplowed roads to cottages that were closed in, in the fall and aren't, they can't even see if the water's running and people are lining up to uh, put offers in. So we expect a very busy winter season. Uh, just so many people were unable to close the transaction they were looking at last year with this uh, excess demand over the supply in the market. And so what we're seeing right now is uh, a fear of interest rate hikes uh, on the horizon and also banks being a little bit tighter with appraisals. How uh, How do you feel that will play out and what do you think the Bank of Canada is poised to do or uh, should or should not do? We definitely need to keep our eye on the inflation bookie man. The inflation's a horrible thing for an economy. It erodes our seniors' savings. It, uh, it leaves people treading water even if they get a raise at work. They, they're not the real purchasing power power doesn't increase. It slows major purchases like automobiles and appliances and homes. So it's a very, very challenging economic uh, problem inflation. That said, with 
the, the, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 appearing around the world and, and soon to be a factor in Canada, I just don't see policymakers, uh, the Bank of Canada, you know, hitting that accelerator and moving interest rates up in the early part of 2022. We, we hadn't anticipated an interest rate increase in the first quarter anyway. With the emergence of this latest variant, I would be surprised to see rates go up in the first half of uh, the year. And lower rates increase people's capacity to uh, acquire a home. People buy based on monthly carrying costs. They don't buy based on sticker price. So this this does increase people's purchasing power. And the other part of that equation is they're not with with uh, rising case counts. They're not going to be spending money on travel and and entertainment uh, the way we might have anticipated them to do coming out of the pandemic. It's going to delay that and and cash that stockpiling and individual host households will continue and. Our research uh, from earlier in 2021 showed that a significant portion of all the cash Canadians are saving are going into renovations or into the purchase of uh, different properties. So real property, houses, homes are the uh, benefiting from this uh, delay in interest rate increases and higher savings rates. Now, in 2021, we also saw many buyers move out of the big cities. Do you see that trend continuing as well? It's continuing. Uh, it, 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 take a, a city like, say, John, New Brunswick, for example. You can buy four homes of the benchmark Rollapage two-story home, four of them in a place like St. John, New Brunswick, for one in, in Markham. Uh, so it is in, in much, much more affordable. That said, if, when we have a housing shortage in a big city like the GTA, it's one thing. I mean, we have so many builders and we've got so much land. If you look at a small city of some 70,000, like St. John, they can only accommodate so many People. So there's a capacity limit in London, Kingston, um, St. John, Regina, uh, when you look at people exiting big cities. And there's also the question of employment. Yes, people can, can work remotely, and, and the, emergence of, the emergence of this new variant will probably extend that uh, employers will be less likely to demand their employees come back to the office early in 2022. But they are talking about it, uh, the big employers in Toronto, and they're uncomfortable with the fact, many are uncomfortable with the fact that some people believe they can, they can never come into the office uh, because it reduces productivity and through collaboration. So I believe there's a, going to be a slowing of the trend but but it's not going to disappear. Hmm. And Phil, 2021, it could be deemed the year the condo bounced back. How do you see condo sales uh, in 2022? And are they going to continue to be hot? Yeah, good question. Bessie. The condos in 2020 
were abandoned. It was, I've never seen anything like it. We had a, a mass sell-off of condos in our biggest cities by investors. And by investors, I mean um, landlords, people who held uh, a, a small number or one uh, investment property that they used to provide provide um, uh, for, for uh, people who needed rental accommodation. Well, the challenge in early 2020 was a lot of the people who were renting foreign students, our domestic students, uh, people in the food and beverage industry, entertainment industry, travel industry, they had to leave their, their, where they were living. They moved back with parents. They moved back to their country of origin. They moved in with friends. And so these investors got spooked, many who were quite leveraged and, and Sold, and the beneficiary of that were young people. Uh, when the when the dust settles, and we're we're fi- we finally have the stats. Uh, I believe we'll see a significant uptick in the home ownership rate in Canada, and it all stemmed from the transfer of investment properties to first time home buyers, young people in mid twenty twenty twenty. Back to Back to 2022, though, or looking ahead to 2022, investors see a recovery in the sector. They see students returning to class. They see uh, foreign students uh, studying here again. And Canada is the third largest uh, host of foreign students in the world. We have uh, 850,000, almost a million people studying at our great institutions, and they need accommodations. And then there's immigration, which is slowly spooling up. And uh, our research shows that for the first three years in the country, uh, new Canadians rent. So all of that uh, is adding fuel to the, the condominium, condominium recovery. And as such, in the GTA, and only in the GTA, we're forecasting the price of condos to outpace detached homes. So we're seeing condo prices rising at 12% in the year ahead. Great information as always, Phil. Thanks for uh, joining us. If people want to read your full report, where can they find it? If you go to royalapage.ca, surveys and forecasts, uh, you'll find, uh, well, a treasure trove of information. (laughs) So yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, You know, best of the season and uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Phil. Happy holidays. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin in Markham with a question from Barbara. She wants to know if she really needs to stage her home to sell in the new year. With such a hot market and listings not lasting long, is it worth her time and effort? Asif, what do you think? Great question. And, you know, typically in previous years, when we had a hot market, we would say, 
Don't worry about staging your home. It's going to sell. Right now, what we're faced is with, you still have competition. And even if it's two or three other homes that are on the market, you want yours to show the best. And what's going to happen is instead of having four or five or six people wanting your property, you may have 15, 20 people wanting your property if it's staged well. And that will give you a better result uh, on your return on investment at the end of the day. So I would say, yes, this is a great opportunity for you to showcase your home as the best on the block or in the market by having it staged, having it refreshed, either with a fresh coat of paint or just doing little repairs to it. That would be ideal. And you're not looking at a total revamp, right? We're not looking at, you know, redoing the kitchen or the bathroom, are we? No, you just want it to stand out. And it's true that people make their decision as soon as they step into a home within the first minute, if that's the home that they can see themselves living in. So, you know, we have what's called power areas. It's, it's how you walk through the home, the flow of the home. You want those to stand out as people are coming in because you want them to think of that as their future home. Our next question comes from Ava in Thornhill. She is on the market for a larger condo, meaning two or three bedrooms in York Region. What is the average price and is an older building her only option? Well, the uh, the average price really depends, Ava. It depends on uh, where you want to be, uh, what type of property this is. Sometimes uh, the price is a little bit lower in some of the older buildings, but the maintenance fees could be higher. So we need to look at it as a complete package. What amenities do you need in the building? You know, do you want a pool? Do you want a fitness center? All of these will play a role in what the average price would run you. And right now we have more and more builders selecting to build two or three bedroom properties because they know that it's no longer for a single person or a young family or a young couple that's just starting out and an older couple that's downsizing. They know that this condo could be the home for a family with two children. And that is not out of the norm anymore. That is very, uh, that's what's happening. And and you want to give them space. You want to have, I think we talked about it in last week's show, Tina, where there's areas that they're putting in like a tool rental room, a car rental place, a place for to groom your pets. All of these are going into condo buildings now as amenities. And people love it because this is home for them. Sure seems to be the way that market is headed, that's for sure. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Tina, they can contact me by phone at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.